Well, let's dive right into it with Bill Bender of Sporting News. And before we do that, just want to thank you guys for downloading the radio show. We flip into a podcast. Appreciate that. And if you could leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, it helps us out a ton. And I will send you in turn a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you do is send me a uh, screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get you that koozie in the mail so you can keep the beer cold with the season getting underway. All right, Bill, great to have you on the show, and um, I want to start off with just the OU conversation. Is that gap between the Sooners and the rest of the conference shrinking, or is this still OU's conference to lose? Well, I mean, Oklahoma and Texas is where the conversations have been all preseason, and obviously, you know, it's it's on Texas or somebody else to topple the Sooners off that crown. You know, Oklahoma, obviously, with Jalen Hurts, going to be a very viral season one way or the other, given his background at Alabama. And um, if they can replace that offensive line they lost and find a few playmakers, they're going to be fine. Well, Bill, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. He got the starting job. Nobody was surprised by that at all. Um, are you of the opinion, though, that Jalen Hurts is going to be, you know, the next Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and kind of complete that trio? Or do you think that this is a guy who is just not up to snuff of those two other guys? Well, I don't think he, he, they better not look at it that way. I mean, if you look at Baker, he was up around uh, 10 yards per play between running and passing. Kyler, obviously, a dynamic skill set both ways. I think Jalen doesn't quite have Kyler Murray's passing skills, but he also can create plays with his legs, and he is a leader, and he's played for the best program in college football and played in the college football championship game. I'm not saying he can't win the Heisman, but I, I mean, how rare. If, if Lincoln Riley has a third straight Heisman winner go number one in the NFL draft, uh, he should probably just go coach the Cowboys. <laughs> Bill Bender, Sporting News, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Uh, on that note, Bill, you know, the, the second tier in the Big 12 is hotly debated from Iowa State to Baylor to TCU to Oklahoma State. Who, if you were to look at that second group, so to speak, do you think has the best chance to topple an Oklahoma or a Texas uh, come the end of the season? I like Iowa State. Uh, they're kind of like my, you know, because when you size up the playoff picture, let's be honest, you don't go too far past an Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan. You don't really get past the top ten, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Iowa State. I think if they can beat Iowa early in the season, if Brock Purdy is who I've heard he is, and uh, Matt Campbell's defense continues to improve, then they can get to November with those back-to-back games against Oklahoma and Texas and have a shot for something more. Mm-hmm. Bill Bender is our guest. So, you know, Bill, as you as you stack up the the Power Five and look at the hierarchy and everything that um, is entailed in college football, how do you view the Big Twelve right now when you stack it all up? Um, you know, I think the Big Twelve's improved its image, and you know, actually, if you think about it, the conference championship game has helped yeah. because I think it gives you a definitive thirteenth viewpoint. Um, last year, you got. That was the difference that got Oklahoma in over Ohio State because Oklahoma was able to kind of rectify its mistakes, so to speak. And I I do think it's improved the image of the conference. I think if we're talking about a pecking order, it's probably in the conversation for three with the ACC, with the Pac-12 being fifth. And uh, 
you know, but if you're the Big Ten, okay, you're the second-best conference in college football, but you haven't made the playoff the last two years, and you really haven't made the playoff because you went to that nine-game conference schedule. So that's how I would look at it. I think the Big 12's improved. Well, how about that then, Bill? I mean, you just mentioned the nine-game conference schedule um, that, you know, some Power Fives have, some don't. The Big 12 obviously has it with the round robin. Uh, Do you think we're getting close to the point where um, college football is going to have this kind of uniform where you have nine conference games? Because you you look at some of these SEC schedules, especially the non-conference, Bill, and, I mean, they're they're comical. There's no other way to put it. Right, and I think, you know, that will be one of my lead indicators for – knowing that we may go to eight teams in the playoff is that everybody's kind of on an equal playing field in terms of how many conference games they're playing. So I would look for that in the future. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I, I like the nine-game schedule, but in the Big Ten's case, and uh, quite frankly in the Big 12 and pac 12 case, makes it harder to get to the playoff when the other two are playing eight. And that's not a knock on Clemson or Alabama, but it's more of a knock on the conference because – if it's not Clemson or Alabama, it could be Auburn or, you know, A&M or, or somebody else out of the ACC that kind of gets that easier ride to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's something that I think uh, – where does that conversation start then, Bill? Does that start with the presidents? Does it start with the NCAA? I mean, where does that conversation begin? Well, you know, I, I use this analogy all the time. I don't know if you're into the the mob movies, the Italian mob movies. Love but that, you know, you, if you think of the Power Five as the five families, so to speak, why is uh, why are the Corleones going to do what's in the best interest for everybody else when it's best for them? And I'm not equating Greg Sankey to Michael Corleone. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but why would the SEC – it's in the SEC's best interest to do what's best for the SEC. Mm-hmm. So right now they're the only conference in the country that's in position to put two teams in the playoff consistently with Georgia and Alabama – so why would they change that? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic point. It's an absolutely fantastic point. So does pressure need to come from uh, somewhere else, whether it's a Jim Delaney or a Bob Bowlesby? I mean, is that where that has to come from? Well, I think uh, Gary Stoke and the Peach Bowl president, I talked to him, and he, he rose this point last year, and I tend to agree. I think at some point we might need a commissioner of, mm-hmm. of college football. Not Mark Emmert. I mean, Mark Emmert is – every time Mark Emmert's in the news, we rip on him. And I think that's on. <laughs> patently unfair sometimes, but, um, you know, rather it was a voice that, that knew what was in the best interest of the sport, that understands the layout for the five families, so to speak, if we're, we're sticking with that analogy, and to keep everybody on the same page. And I think that would be another lead indicator to me that we might be headed toward an 18 playoff because, I mean, let's face it, if we go to eight now and the SEC is still playing an eight-game schedule, they would probably be the in, in best position to snag the two at-large bids if that's the model they choose. Hey, guys, Pete Mundo here. And now that we're actually in the college football season, it's here. Well, there's only one place to make those Big 12 bets, and that's mybookie.ag. I'm using them. I hope you will as well. It's the only place I'd recommend to my listeners. Use the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12, at mybookie.ag for a 100% sign-up bonus with a minimum deposit of $45 and a maximum deposit of $1,000. And I guess I should point this out, BIG12 is BIG12. Don't spell out BIG12, just BIG12, one word. At mybookie, you bet, you win, 
and they pay. My bookie lets you bet on which college coaches are going to get fired, who's going to make the playoff, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, can OU do it again. You can bet on halftime lines, live odds, even the FBS versus the FCS games. It's all at mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, up to $1,000 in the first deposit. Minimum deposit of $45. So MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12. MyBookie.ag, bet, win, get paid. Yeah, no, it's it's a great point, Bill. And I don't think this gets enough attention. I know, you know, you're in Big Ten country. I'm in Big 12 country. Is this the kind of thing that that uh, Big Ten folks are buzzing about as well, which is, I, listen, I'm not going to deny, and you're not going to deny that Alabama's not an, an incredible team, a favorite to win the national championship. But you're right. I mean, you talk about the, the, the way the system is built. There's no way for a Big 12 team to ever get two teams in. It's nearly impossible for the Big Ten to do it. Only the SEC can do it because of the formula that they set up. Right. And I think, you know, with the Big Ten, it's admirable how they've scheduled. I think the Big 12 is unique to me, too, because it's admirable how they play everybody. Yeah. And, you know, you get you can't say, hey, you didn't go through this team. And it is a little bit of a catch-22 because the, the conference was absolutely rooting for Oklahoma to beat Texas last year. Mm-hmm. But in the Big Ten's case, you know, they stopped scheduling FCS opponents. They have made the schedules tougher. And, and, but when they went to nine, the reason why Ohio State didn't get in the last two years is essentially because their one loss was to a team in the other division in an extra crossover game. Yeah, that's a great point. Pill Bender is joining us of Sporting News here on the show. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Bill, you are a Big Ten guy, obviously, or not a Big Ten guy, but you're in Big 12, Big Ten country, excuse me. Um, what is the buzz there? Is is it Ohio State and Michigan? Are we, as national pundits, overvaluing those two teams this year based on what they lost, or are they both legitimate college football playoff contenders? Um, you know, I think it's it's a little bit – they're both are. But, it's you know, the pressure's on Michigan because of Jim Harbaugh and because mm-hmm. of that narrative that he can't win big games and those kind of things. But I think he's increased the overall quality of Michigan just to get them back into the top ten. And now they got to go win that game. And Ohio State, I mean, there's enough talent for them to get back in the mix. And Justin Fields will be the X factor, another transfer quarterback. And if that happens – you know, the Buckeyes could get back in the playoff. It, it seems like they haven't done it forever, but, it, you know, it's only been two seasons. They were there in 2016, and they're one of those teams like Oklahoma that's in that kind of Rolls-Royce class of contenders. I mean, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, that's 15 of the 20 playoff appearances right there. Mm-hmm. Bill, something that is talked a lot about in uh, Big 12 country, especially in Ames, Iowa, is Matt Campbell and obviously his ties to Ohio State, the Buckeye State in general. Um, Ryan Day is obviously the guy there now, but how long is that leash and how concerned should Iowa State fans be that that um, Columbus, Ohio is keeping its eye on Ames, Iowa? I think they'll keep they're keeping an eye on Matt Campbell as long as he's coaching because, yeah. I mean, he's got all these hometown ties here. I thought you know, when Urban retired last year, I was surprised that they didn't open up a little bit and, and maybe take a longer look at Matt Campbell because of his Mount Union ties, because of the, all those things you mentioned. But, I, I, you know, Ryan Day is going to be given some time. You know, he, he stuck it out through a controversial season last year. He's a very forward-thinking coach. He actually 
reminds me a lot of Matt Campbell. I mean, he's one. There's this breed of up and coming coaches that are a little bit younger. Campbell, uh, Scott Satterfield, Ryan Day, Tom Herman, even that. Uh, you know, they they can plant their feet somewhere and really really make a program. Okay, so Ryan Day is is he's not one of those guys where if if they don't meet expectations, they're going to move on this season. You think he's got a couple of years before anything uh, anything were to change? Yeah, because most of the infrastructure urban left is still here. Okay. Um, it's still, you know, the strength coach is still there. Some of the guys that were in a lot of the real-life Wednesday programs, they, and they, they recruited well. I mean, the recruiting didn't slow down. I think where he's going to have to prove it is where Urban did in the big games, you know, mm-hmm. sweeping Michigan. Um, it's, a, it's a lot like, I mean, for your Big 12 listeners, obviously, it's a lot like the, if it's a home run, then – Ryan Day, Urban Meyer to Ryan Day will look a lot like Bob Stoops to Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, is that a model that Ohio State kind of looked at? It seems like it is now that you say it. Well, I think that was part of the decision-making, and you've heard Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith say that. So, yeah, I think the answer is yes. And, I mean, you can take Stoops all the way back to the when Ohio State hired Jim Tressel. They wanted Bob Stoops because he's an Ohio guy too, and that means something here. Um it doesn't. It, it, it obviously means something everywhere, but in Ohio, it's just you know, Ohio State's best coaches are guys like Trussell and uh, Urban Meyer and Woody Hayes, all Ohio-born guys. And I think that's one another thing Ryan Day is going to have to deal with is, you know, he's got if 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 he doesn't succeed early, that's one of the things that the detractors are going to turn on him. Mm-hmm. Fair or unfair, I don't fair. I mean, I don't really care where he's born, but um, I think that could happen. Do you think, Bill, that there is a Big 12 team in the college football playoff this season? We have Texas. We picked Texas to win the conference. We like that. I like them just a little more than Oklahoma. I think both teams are going to have good years, and they could play twice again, but I'm trusting Sam Ellinger. I look at him as a kind of Tebow-like player for that team, you know, in terms of his skill set and in terms of the leadership he provides. I think Tom's recruited big enough. That game against LSU is huge, but – um uh, we've got Texas breaking through, so I'll say Texas is back on your uh, show here, and you guys can make fun of me if they're not. <laughs> well, he is Bill Bender. We would never make fun of him. A sporting news. Appreciate him joining us on the show. Bill, uh, look forward to the start, or I guess official start of the college football season this weekend. Thanks so much for a few minutes of your time. And no problem. Thanks for having me on. Take care, Pete. He is Bill Bender of Sporting News. Please go check out his work. Um, he does awesome stuff there. And I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Please do leave us a rating, review, subscribe. It helps this show out a ton, and this show is growing rapidly because of you. I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. If you leave a rating and review and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, You're the best. The season's finally here, and we'll talk to you soon on heartlandcollegesports.com.